Yesterday, the sports world and humanity suffered the tragic loss of nine lives in a helicopter crash in Calabasa, California. This included the life of basketball superstar and legend Kobe Bryant alongside his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. I don't know how to put this shock into proper words or any words at all. Nothing I say will make the situation better, but nonetheless, I have taken on the responsibility as a journalist and radio show host today to gather my thoughts and share them to you. On behalf of myself, Noah Festenstein, Monday Man of Sports Talk and Radio DePaul Sports, I am sending the deepest and sincerest condolences to the families of the lives lost in yesterday's tragic event. To honor the young life of Kobe and Gianna Bryant, John, Kiri, and Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mosser, Sarah and Peyton Chester, and Ara Zobayan, I would like to invite everyone to please join me in an eight-second moment of silence. Thank you. Now, um, this isn't going to be your normal uh, strict segment-to-segment radio show. I mean, it's I have one written down. I had one written down before the news broke out yesterday. Um, I'll explain more in detail about my experience learning the news and share that with other people who may want to call in today throughout any time during the show in which I invite people to do so. Um, I know at 11.15 I'll be having a caller call in, uh, former co-host James Jefferson of Money Mass Sports Talk, who co-hosted with me at Harper College Radio. Um, he'll be talking about it. He's a huge Cubby fan, um, alike a lot of us and me especially. Um, I'll be talking and glorifying the life legacy of the legend Kobe Bryant and this you just can't prepare for this stuff man you just can't um, so the show must go on I will be sending guys to the intro and we'll be back right quick with Money Mass Sports Talk, the 159th edition of such. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. You are currently listening to your Radio DePaul Sports award-winning radio show, Monday Madness Sports Talk. Awarded for best use of social media and nominated for best overall show. Always online with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Streaming from Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Um, what I've learned is to, to, to always keep going. Always, you know, there's, there's been times, particularly early in my career, where it just feels like this is the end. Um, but what I've come to find out is that, you know, no matter what happens, the storm eventually ends. And when the storm does end, you want to make sure that you're ready. East Jackson, Chicago, Illinois. My name is Noah Festenstein, your host of Monday Mass Sports Talk, right here on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. 
Let's get it going. It is episode 159, all the way from Harper College Radio, right here to Radio DePaul Sports. Uh, there is a format for today, but the focus is Kobe Bryant, as you guys should probably assume. See, I don't even know how to start the show. Um, so for the, the the plan is for the first twenty five minutes, I'll be talking Kobe Bryant. The one hundred percent is going to start the show. Um, I'm planning on talking some basketball and recapping the highlights of what happened in the basketball world yesterday and the games that were played that some people didn't think that should have been played, but they were. Um, I'll talk about my opinion on that when the time comes. Uh, And then, uh, after basketball, it should be baseball at 11.35. Uh, 11.45 is going to be football, maybe talk some uh, Super Bowl. Um, Then at 12 o'clock, I'll be doing some hockey. And then UFC at 12.10. And then at 12.20, I'll just talk some top Kobe moments. I mean, really, throughout this entire episode, it's really top Kobe moments. And like I said, I'm not worried about those segments. I mean, it's strictly specific times. And I'll bet you'll have to sacrifice one of those sports topics. um, Because I know in every single sport that I would have talked about today, um, I had a plan for it. Because yesterday, like I already said, before work, I had a whole show planned out already. Uh, and then 30 minutes later, the news broke out. Um, and, you know, I couldn't think of anything else but the feeling of heartbreak. Um, so my experience in what happened yesterday uh, was very shocking. And I would assume that's like everybody else in the sports world and the world itself. Um, I was... At work, I work at Mariana's Deli in Arlington Heights, slinging meats and cheeses, as you always hear me say. Um, yesterday, I was with, with a customer. I came off a break at like what one fifteen. Worked for thirty minutes. You know, I was having a great day. You know, easy work day. You know, same old, same old. And then I was working with this customer around like what one fifty or so, which is the time that the news broke out. Um, that. And the customer asked me, as I was like approaching his last product, I was slicing him cheese at the time, and he asked me, "Are you are you a basketball? Is anybody in behind the deli counter a basketball fan?" And of course, I'm like the one guy in the deli counter who actually, you know, follows sports religiously. Um, I, I responded by saying, "Yeah, yeah, of course I love basketball. You know, I talk basketball on the radio and I cover DePaul live basketball, as I would always like to plug." Um, and he's like, oh, well, did you see that Kobe Bryant died? And then I responded, I was like, well, well, wait, wait, I'm sorry, say that again? Kobe Bryant just died. And I, I'm like, okay, well, are you sure? What's your source? And I, I, before he answered the question, I had to slice him the cheese that he needed. So I was at the slicer and I, I was just shaking and I, the the feeling of uncertainty and doubt in what I was just told at the moment that I was told it was very heartbreaking. Not heartbreaking. It's just, well, yeah, of course, when I officially, when 
confirmed that it was true, I was just shaking because I didn't know if it was true. I was like, how is this possible? LeBron James just passed Kobe up for third all-time scoring list. Literally last night. This has got to be made up. This has got to be made up. Right after I sliced in the cheese, say thank you, have a great day. Thank you for letting me know. I go to the back um, where no one can see me. I look at my phone, and I I see just six text messages from friends and family talking about it and asking for my thoughts. I can't even describe the feeling to you. My head hurts just thinking about it. Um, We lost a sports icon. We lost not just that. We lost a friend, an influencer, and a great human being. Alongside his daughter and the seven others who were killed in yesterday's tragic event in Calabasa, 30 miles away from downtown Los Angeles. I, I just, as a sports host, I have, at least in my time as a sports host, I've covered the death of Jose Fernandez, baseball player, young baseball player, who is probably one of the most promising pitchers of all time um, coming up into the league. Um, Tyler Skaggs, this past year in the Los Angeles Angels, in his passing, unexpected passing, and then, of course, now with Kobe Bryant. Um, And all these times, it's been hard for me to recollect thoughts and it's a human life we're talking about. And when we talk about that, a human life, I kind of like disregard everything sports related and fall back onto the beauty of humanity. Because humanity all around us is, what's make, is what makes our society. And a lot of times when we're as fans of certain things, are attached to certain things in our society, especially to the likings of Kobe Bryant and what he brought as an athlete and as a human being. You get attached to that. You get attached to who he is as a person, who that person is. And it makes you feel like he's a friend and an influencer and a person that you look up to. Like every single basketball player is in the NBA right now. You know, Kobe Bryant is all around us right now. You see it in his influences to players that we see today. Stars that we see today are influenced by the works of what Kobe Bryant did as an athlete in his career. As a player, a father, a lover, and a friend, he did everything he he went out for, sought out for as an athlete, and he looked into the future and said, this is how I want to do it. And that influences a lot of people, including me. Um, I still can't, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I'm not even talking like the right proper words right now. And it's really bothering me. This entire situation is bothering me. Uh, I, I along with you and 
Um, I still can't handle the news. Literally yesterday after I was told the news, um, I couldn't get it off my mind. You know, when I was at, you know, I, was, I, I couldn't even work straight. I couldn't, I, I kept, I don't mess up at work often, but yesterday I was messing up. I, it just did not escape my mind. And everything I could think about is this moment that I have right here, right now with you on the, on the air, talking about this situation, talking about this tragic event that no one expected. And if you heard the audio that I played before the show, thank you to ABC News for the audio that I presented at the beginning. Um, it was about Kobe Bryant talking about his career and his goals and what he wants people to see himself as. And, um, you know, when the storm hits, you have to be prepared for it. But we weren't prepared for this storm. No one was. I don't think a singular soul out there was prepared for this. Emotionally, mentally, it's just an unfortunate world we live in sometimes. And we take this into life lessons, in which I'll get more into detail later on because I, I have a whole spiel about uh, lessons being taught to people who are growing up and I'm getting a call. I'm going to get the caller on, maybe talk some Kobe. Uh, that's if I actually have the caller panel. Hold on. Give me a second. Oh, my goodness. I should have prepared for this. I mean, like like I said, I mean, who was prepared for this? Um, and let me see. Get the car on. There we go. Hold on. Give me one second, folks, and then I'll be right back with you. And that did not work. Well, uh, if you're the caller who is just call, trying to call in, call in again. Um, and I'll pick up because I just got it working. I just didn't have the caller option on the board but um I, see i thought about this so much this moment and everything and talking about kobe and his um it's tough it's really tough and someone just in the window was just pointing at me pointing out 24 and it just got me really emotional it just caught me off guard and i just can't i can't right now um there we go. I was <laughs> I was waiting for that. There we go. Um caller, you are on the air. Hello. Yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, it's James Jefferson. Who would have thought? Yes, sir. Uh first of all, James, thank you for joining me uh on this day. I know you haven't really called into Rated of Fall Sports ever, and I wish it was under better circumstances. Um first of all, how are you? I'm doing really good, man. I uh, just started a part-time job about maybe two, three weeks ago now. Uh, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. congratulations on that. Um, right. If anyone doesn't know, um, we've been through 159 episodes of Money Mass Sports Talk, and a lot of those episodes consisted of this voice that you hear right now on the line. His name is James Jefferson, um, former host of Money Mass Sports Talk when we were at Harper College Radio. Uh, James, um, you say you're really good, but on the inside, I, I bet you it's 
not so good considering the, the tragic events that happened yesterday. I'm devastated, to tell you the truth. Like, dude, Kobe was my guy growing up. I, the whole, I remember telling my, my parents this, like, ever since I was like six, seven years old, I've told them my one goal was to interview Kobe Bryant. He was my favorite professional athlete, bar none. And, you know, when I, I first heard the news yesterday, I was just, I was just casually looking at my phone and whatnot. I started seeing some stuff about Kobe, and I was like, wait, what? So then I, I, I just kept on looking and asking around, and then I ended up, I saw it everywhere. And I just, I didn't cry or anything, but I, I felt numb. I just, I felt very numb and very, it, it was almost like somebody had played a practical joke on, you know, on us all, you know? I felt like we're just living everything in a dream right now. I'd rather that a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Man. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I remember and I reflect on a lot of conversations we had on this show, and a lot of those revolved around those superstars. And I think at the time you were on with me, I think Kobe Bryant was going through his uh, last season, if I'm correct. Yes. So, him, you know, you and I covered that. We covered his 60 point final game. Um, and I reflect on those moments, especially on this radio show, and it makes me happy that you're joining me uh, in this moment, in this very uh, devastating moment. Um, do you want to explain to me, um, if you can, just the significance of Kobe as a player and as an influencer? Well, as, a, as an influencer, I mean, it's... it's it's kind of a, it's a broken record, but it's the truth. You go all out no matter what. And that's what Kobe had. That's what he had done on the basketball court. I mean, I've heard stories about, you know, after, like after every championship he'd won, he'd only take like a week or two off during the summer and then be back at, back in the gym uh, practicing and uh, training and prepping for the upcoming season ahead. That's insane. You have to be you have to be insanely dedicated to put in the work and to put it uh, to perfect your craft, and that's what Kobe did his whole career. And even even as he retired, I didn't know that uh, I didn't really know that he was a a uh, uh, he was kind of he was starting to transition into like the broadcasting business, if you will. I know he had won an Oscar uh, for his short film Dear Basketball, but I did not realize until that I'm just I'm starting to hear stuff this morning about how he had wanted to uh invest himself in the like in the uh in the broadcasting side of things. And I mean, that really surprised yeah. me. Yeah, I mean a lot of basketball players to his caliber. I mean if any basketball players meet his caliber, um usually get into the broadcasting side of things because they have the perspective and they have that. And if anyone has the perspective, it's got to be Kobe. Yep. As a, as a player, oh, my Lord, the dude was second to none. I mean, he was the third leading scorer in NBA history until LeBron passed him up just the other day. Uh, in, in my personal opinion, he's the greatest player to ever wear purple and gold. 
I mean, it's just when I think of the Lakers, you, you think can about talk Kareem. about Magic. You can, you can talk about Kareem. You can talk about Jerry West. You can talk about Kareem. But you said that twice. For me, it's Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Kobe's yeah. The, the greatest Laker of them all. And uh, I'm just, I'm so heartbroken for his wife, Vanessa, and his three other children. It's just, it's a, it's, it's a sad, it's a sad, sad time right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not so, ideal. Looking back at the career of Kobe Bryant, what stood out to you the most? You know, I was I was talking to my mom about this last night. Uh, this is like during the oh eight oh nine season. He had had uh, broken his index finger on his shooting hand, which is his right hand. He had dealt with uh, I think it was either a break or like a really bad sprain on that on that hand. So like the second half of the season, he still won a ring. Yeah. He also I mean, was, yeah he also shot shot two free throws. Free throws with his Achilles. Yeah, yeah. with his Achilles. Yeah. Yep, but uh, I tell you my favorite my favorite memory of Kobe, and this is it's not even the eighty one point game or the sixty four game that he had. This is something that I had wished I had gotten to see when I was younger. It was when he won his ring in Philly, his second his second straight ring, and I've, I've uh, I was able to go on YouTube and like find the clips of uh, like all the all the NBA Finals games that were played that year. I don't think I've ever seen Kobe like more drained than that but it was well worth it it was it was i think that was the most special one a special championship he's had yeah uh so you look back at the lessons um the significance of this whole tragic situation um I really wish when you were talking to your mom yesterday that you, you know, gave her a big hug because I know you love your mom and uh, you've mentioned yeah. that many times uh, on the show, um, you know, that this type of thing can happen at any point at any day. And oh, dude, when, when I, yeah, you know, when I told her, she literally looked at me and she, and she was, she thought I was joking at first. She really did, and I, I I couldn't I couldn't believe it. What I I couldn't believe that those words had come out of my mouth. I just I, I really couldn't. Yeah. And next thing you know, I, I saw my mom watching wall to wall coverage of Kobe. Yeah. I mean, it was just it, it it rocked it rocked it rocked us to the core. You and alongside many others in the sports world, besides the sports world, the entire world as a whole. I mean, you, you saw, especially on social media, the sports world coming together. And I think the beauty, the the subtle beauty taken out of this very tragic day that was yesterday is that the entire sports world came together mm. and mourned this great loss because Kobe Bryant did not just influence the basketball world. He influenced the entire sports world as a whole. You saw athletes of all different kinds, different walks of life paid tribute yesterday 
and Warren. Even, even Tiger Woods did too. Well, yeah, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about international soccer. I, I went on oh, international yeah. soccer pages, and they, you know, they were posting about it. Um, yep. And baseball teams made every single major sports league put out a statement yesterday. Yep. Um, but yet, the only team who hasn't put out a statement is that of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, see, that's the one I really wonder is inside that building how they're honestly feeling. I know that. Uh, it's sil- I mean, it's, it's complete silence. I mean, this is. I mean, I don't yeah. think the Lakers. I mean, first of all, it's got to happen before tomorrow's game. The Lakers and Clippers are playing tomorrow at nine o'clock Central Standard Time. That's going to be very interesting. That's going to be a great game. Yeah, great game, but I mean, a, a very emotional game to say the least. Yeah, because I mean, you probably heard this before. Staples Center was the house that Kobe built. Yeah, and you heard that last night at the Grammys. So, was it the Grammys last night? I'm. I yeah. don't follow that stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. last night. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, well, I know it was last night. I just had like a little brain fart there. I was thinking, oh, did I just name the wrong event? Um, yeah, I'm not really as much into that with those award shows. Really, I mean, I'm a. I, I, I mean, I could not keep Kobe off my mind the entire game yesterday. I could not keep it off my mind. Um, yeah, we do. Even at the Pro Bowl, I saw players reacting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people were, I mean, yeah, the, there were uh, celebrations that correlated to LeBron. I mean, I think there's a celebration at the Pro Bowl yesterday that there was this one guy who just went up for a shot saying Kobe. Um, that was Trey Young. He hit the half-court shot. Oh, yeah, that well, yeah, that was obviously Trey Young hitting the half-court shot. Uh, so, what? speaking of which, uh, Trey Young and Devin Booker uh, combined 81 points, both shot. 24 shots and they combined making 24 shots and then the picture that sports center posted side by side um between trey young and david booker is 81 and what do you just think about the statistic kind of makes me feel i mean i'm not like i haven't already believed it but i mean believing in the supernatural come on I mean, it's kind of like yeah. the, uh, it's like D. Gordon hitting the home run the day after the whole uh, the days after Jose Fernandez yep. died. Yeah, it's, I, I I know I know which one you're talking about too. It was everywhere. I just kind of I just kind of sat there and just I smiled to be honest. Yeah, that was that See, was insane. Because you know you know that was a message. You know, yeah. statistically the numbers say the story and what happened yep. yesterday. Unbelievable. Um, so I mind you guys, listeners, you're listening to Money Man Sports Talk right here on Rated Paul Sports. I'm on with former co-host James Jefferson from Harper College Radio. Um, besides this all happening with Kobe Bryant, I mean, as we look forward, how do you think this the basketball season is going to play out? How do you think the the, the NBA is going to pay tribute? Um, how do you think that they should pay tribute? Um because it's already been done yesterday. The Dallas Mavericks just retired number 24. Mark Cuban, yep. owner of the Dallas Mavericks, retired the number immediately. Do you think, think other teams should team, do that? I think, every team will, I think every team will follow suit and retire the number at some point. may not be this year, but maybe within the next year or two. Uh, I think you'll see the entire number 24 uh, retired across the league, and rightfully so. Yeah. 
I, I agree with you on that. Is there any other way the NBA should play uh, should pay tribute? You know, I, I heard people talking about, like, change the logo from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant. I'm not willing to go that far. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I saw that, pictures, too. I've seen pictures of him. I mean, would it be cool? Yeah, but, I mean, that's... Yeah, but people can still look at the logo and say, hey, that's got to be Kobe Bryant. I mean, this is a basketball player who's... I mean, you think about all the basketball players, the legends that have played the game. Um, it's completely heartbreaking. I'm... I'm still like you still ha- want to believe what you what you heard. Yeah, that along many other feelings that and it's really hard and you notice that maybe my listeners did at the beginning of the show it's really hard for me to muster up the words of this going down. Um hey man, look, I do I can understand where you're coming from. I really can cuz you, you know I was as big a Kobe fan as anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, bro, like, I got a, uh, a Kobe jersey. My mom wore it to work today. I, I'm surprised. I have yet to see a Kobe jersey out in Chicago. I, I, I've walked around the loop a little bit before I came in for this radio show this morning. I haven't really seen anyone in the Kobe jersey other than a couple people who've actually walked up to the glass because it right in front of me it says Radio Paul Sports, and they see me during a radio show, they're going to assume that I'm talking about Kobe Bryant. And they pulled up the 24, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because um, how can we not talk about it? Uh, how, can we, you know, how can we keep this off our minds? Uh, this is going to be on our minds for a very long time. Um, I was going to say, there is one silver lining, though. This is the week of the Super Bowl. Let's not forget that. I forgot it already. Should be, should be, you know, it should be a, a I think it's going to be a, a I mean, albeit it, it's still it's still difficult to deal with right now. I think in the coming days and weeks, it'll it may slowly start to sink in. But uh, you know, it's just well, all I'm trying to say is like, you know, don't don't be. I mean, of course, be sad about this, but don't be. You know, don't like immerse yourself in sadness. That's the one thing that my my parents have always taught me in times of tragedy. Is to you know that life goes on no matter what the circumstances may be. Um, Kobe Bryant said that exact same thing himself. Yep. You know, uh, we are it, currently in the eye of the storm, and I don't know how long it's going to take for us to escape the eye of the storm. But regardless, we're going to escape it. And at the end of the day, uh, we're all going to live our lives, and we can yep. live that in honor of the ones that we loved and the ones that we cared about, and especially as an athlete, and we are fans of as an athlete and Kobe Bryant. We're going to live our lives in honor of what he's done and in honor of what else other people have done that holds a great significance in our lives. Our family members, our friends, our co-hosts. I love you, James Jefferson. Um, You know, we got to we got to do a We got to try to do a reunion. Yeah, of course. No, no, that's 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 a no doubter. That's going to happen. Of course, we we have to, like, try to figure out something. Yeah, I got to contact Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you mentioned the Super Bowl. Might as well portray your prediction for that. Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah, Sam, I got the Chiefs going. Now, I said this last week, and this is why I might not talk about football this week, is because um, 
I, I, I said that Jimmy Garoppolo should bring this back to his hometown, Chicago. Um, Arlington Heights, actually, in the Arlington Heights area where my hometown is. Rolling Meadows High School, he went to. Um, actually, yep. you saw him play at Rolling Meadows High School because he uh, graduated in, like, what, 12 or 13? And I went to a couple games before he graduated. Um, and I, 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 was, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen a high school quarterback play like the way he did. Uh, at the time, yeah. and now I kind of want to see him bring that back to Arlington Heights. But I will say, I do believe the Chiefs Chiefs are going to win. I'm giving them the spread of ten uh, in the game. Ten. Ten. Wow. Yes. yes. Ten. You heard that right, James. Ten. Wow. I like I like those little hot takes. You know that. Wow. I, I think that's too big of a spread to be honest with you. That's that's that that's 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 huge. All right, fine. I'll 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 put it down to nine. Hmm. Well, no, but what is what does Vegas say? I uh, I'm not completely sure. Vegas Super Bowl odds. Let's 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 make let's let's look this up. Well, I was gonna say if if Vegas had it that way, that's still too much. Uh it says. The spread is for Kansas City to win by one. That's yeah, I can yeah, that's I was gonna say it's about three or less. Well, if it's ten, you better call back into the show and just praise me for being right. Yeah, okay. Alrighty. Sounds good. Um James, any last words before I have to let you go? Uh, thanks for having me on again, man. I, I wish it was in better circumstances, but uh, I missed the hell out of you, man. We'll we got it. We'll see each other soon. Yeah, man. We'll do. Remind your family. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, does your mom know that her voice is on Spotify? I don't think so. <laughs> well, because uh, I posted a uh, the throwback episode from what was the exact date? Give me stay on the line for this. Hold on. Um, what was it? Because I posted a throwback episode on my Spotify, and that was for what the heck? Where is it? Anyways, it was 2017 or something like. Yeah, it was actually 2018. Uh, your mom called in, and you she was talking about um, I don't know. She was just talking some fun stuff with you. So just tell, just remind her that she's on Spotify, and if she doesn't like that, unfortunately, has. I'll have to delete it, but um, yeah. Uh, thank you for joining me on this very uh, hard occasion. Um, I don't know. I know that you're emotionally weren't ready for this, along with basically everybody else. Um, so I just want to thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no problem, man. Appreciate it, James. That is James Jefferson, uh, former co-host of Money Mass Sports Talk. Um, that was back at the Harper College days. Um, some great points, great stuff of analysis to talk about in terms of um, talking about Kobe Bryant and his significance to not just the basketball world, but the sports world itself and how he has influenced other athletes to be who they are. I haven't taken a break <laughs> in 30 minutes. I've never done that. In a very long time on the show, but I think it's only for the right occasion. I want to remind you guys, you are listening to Money Mass Sports Talk right here on Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. I'll do some baseball 
in a little bit. Um, talk about also the way that the baseball world reacted to this Kobe Bryant incident. Um, and we'll move forward with that. You are listening to Monday Mass Sports Talk right here on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Hey, it's Dibs, your favorite demon in a blue suit. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Campbell to Stonewall. Stonewall driving to the rim, goes up, gets it to fall, and one. Oh, Max Drews brings down the house. Radio DePaul Sports, your home for Blue Demon basketball. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I do the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You are currently listening to your Radio DePaul Sports award-winning radio show, Monday Madness Sports Talk. Awarded for best use of social media and nominated for best overall show. Always online with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Streaming from Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your Paul Blue Welcome back to Monday Mass Sports Talk with your host, Noah Festenstein. Uh, as we are trying to cope with the tragedy that was yesterday, um, as I'm getting into the baseball segment here, I wanted to just reflect on the way the baseball community um, reacted to the situation yesterday. Um, 
as MLB immediately after the news broke, sent out a statement saying that they are devastated by the tragic news that Kobe Bryant and his daughter um, have died in a helicopter accident, and their thoughts are with the Bryant family and all those affected uh, on that day, which was yesterday. Um, like I was saying with James, which is a big point I wanted to make, at least at one point of this show, um, is the fact that this entire, and I'll be talking about this kind of briefly with every single singular sport I talk about, is that it brings the sports world together. And it's the subtle beauty of sport, is that once something bad happens, something tragic happens, the sports world and humanity come together. In a time right now in which humanity is uh, kind of... uh, (laughs) You know, there's a lot of things that are going wrong in this world. And there's a lot of things that make people very uh, unhappy and very worried about what's to come next. And the storm hits. And when the storm hits, Kobe Bryant would say, you're going to have to pass it. And when you pass it, you're going to have to prepare for the next stage, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, And I think that's how the sports world in the essence of, in which they responded to the situation. Um, it's very, as heartbreaking as it is, heartwarming to say that the sports world is like a family. And the sports world ha- bodes great significance to many lives throughout this entire world. Unbelievably so that it happened, whatever happened yesterday, um, baseball especially, and they also um, mentioned, uh, as I, I'm trying to make sure I'm on their Twitter page here, that baseball announced as well the death of uh, John Altabelli and his wife Carrie and, and daughter Alyssa, who was on the same helicopter ride to the same basketball game as Kobe Bryant was with his daughter, Gianna. Um, And it's extremely heartbreaking that (sighs) see, I I thought about see, I can't even get through a baseball segment without not mentioning this and what happened yesterday. I I, I can't like, I knew this is going to happen. I know like this, the, the thought of this, it hasn't even escaped my mind. I've been on the same topic with it for straight 42 minutes. And I just can't get it off my mind. I can't. Uh, the biggest news in MLB today, as I try to escape this topic, and I'll revisit, of course, many other times, as I do have 45 minutes left in the program today. Um, MLB did have a transaction today, as I've been waiting for quite some time now. For this signing to happen, Nicholas Castellanos signed a four-year, $64 million deal with an opt-out after this year to be on the Cincinnati Reds, who have been doing pretty well this offseason. And when you talk about the Central Division in baseball now, got I mean, got contenders in the uh, Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, and Reds now. The Reds are looking pretty darn good. So watch out for those Reds coming at you. Um... I'm just trying to like think about how this baseball season's gonna like play out 
because of all these transactions in terms of the Central Division for both the American League and National League. You got, you got the White Sox who are doing so much damage this offseason. Good good damage. Like they're making a statement this offseason. And other teams that are just coming out of the blue and ready to be contenders. And Cincinnati is one of those teams. And the only outlier in the National League Central is going to be the Pirates. You know, they got a new coach. And I think they're really now in a rebuild mode. I mean, they've been in a rebuild mode, I think, since they traded away Andrew McCutcheon. Um, so it's going to be very interesting in both Central Divisions, in both the American League and National League. Um, so very interested to see how that plays out. Um, so yeah, that's baseball. <laughs> and that's really only the baseball news that happened today. Um, at least big news. Uh, I've been waiting for this Castellanos deal to happen. I don't, the Cubs not signing Castellanos is not a big deal to me. They're still saving money in the process. And I think they're going to be very, uh, fr- uh, what's the word? Uh, frivol? Like it's the word that like describes someone who doesn't like paying money. Um, frivolous, that's actually a person who pays a lot of money. I don't know. My mind is not in the right place today, as we've already mentioned. But, um, baseball, nothing really happening offseason-wise. Everything, like I predicted, happened over December. All the big things happened. There's still some free agents left out there that I think that I'll be making mention of, um, as we get closer to spring training. Uh, and there's still some players who need to sign to a team beforehand. I mean, hey, it didn't take last year. It didn't take until really spring training for guys like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper to sign to a team. Of course, the significance of those name brands were very big, and they took their time with those signings. But this year, I don't think any players took their time. I think it was like, let's find a team, let's get prepared, let's get prepared for the season, and we'll go from there. So uh, that's where baseball's at right now. Uh, I'm I'm not going to have a show until next Wednesday, as far as I'm concerned, at least maybe in maybe another two weeks if I can't do a show next Wednesday. But that's the plan for me is I'm going to have a show next Wednesday uh, because next Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, I actually will be not here. I'll be in Florida. Not I'm not going to be at the Super Bowl, but um, I don't know why. First of all, people, I, I'm telling friends I'm going to Florida, and they're asking me, why are you going to Florida, Noah? And I'm like, I don't know, ask my mom. I don't know why I'm going to Florida during the school year, even though I'm like the only child right now who is in school. So, um, and of, uh, of course, I'm in school with a 10-week quarter, and I'm missing one or two classes of a five-week course. But hey, you know what? It's worth it. I mean, I'm going to Florida. 70-degree weather. Why not? I mean, I, I mean, after what happened this past weekend, I need a vacation. I haven't gotten a vacation in a long time. I think actually literally the last vacation I got was in Florida, and that wasn't really a vacation because if a lot of my friends know and a lot of people knew my house, literally two days before I left for Florida in December of 2018, my my washing my washing machine caught on fire, which caused a lot of smoke damage in my house. I had to live out of my house for two months. And um, that was tough because uh, I was commuting at the time for DePaul to get here to DePaul. So I had to change my whole commuting route and everything. So it was not easy. Um, so the point of it was I, I haven't really been on a vacation in quite some time. 
it didn't feel like a vacation when I was gone in Florida for five days last time I was out there. So uh, this time around, I think it's well needed, and I would hope well deserved for me personally to go on vacation. So I'm excited for that. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, more to come. Uh, I think I'm gonna skip the football segment today, considering I, I. First of all, I just I can talk briefly right now before I go to my next break about it. Um, I was just talking with James Jefferson on the phone, um, talking to him about um, the Super Bowl on Sunday, and obviously everyone's forgetting that the Super Bowl is actually happening, considering the heartbreaking news. Um, I would hope that the NFL and the Super Bowl pays tribute during uh, the game. And I, I know there's got to be at least some players who will decide to pay tribute to Kobe Bryant in-game or out-of-game. Maybe someone's going to wear specific cleats or something, but uh, I'd be darn well surprised if someone doesn't do that because um, the amount, and I'm going to say this time and time again, the amount of players that Kobe Bryant influenced and the way, the style, the mentality that players have played throughout the enti- their, their, their sports career could easily be influenced by Kobe Bryant. Not the way that he plays basketball, but the way that he plays the game, the way that he plays a sport, the way that he treats himself as an athlete has influenced the sports world and not just the sports world, but people, humanity, and society that comes with it. It was an extremely tragic day yesterday, and I cannot get over it. I can't. That's why I'm falling back on it the past 49 minutes. I couldn't spend five straight minutes talking baseball or football without mentioning it again. But um, football, in terms of Sunday's game, I have, like I said last Wednesday, five days ago, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. They are at a negative one odd, so their their odds are to win by one point. I said 10. That is my hot take. I think 10. I mean, the way that Patrick Mahomes have been playing alongside with that offense, they scored a combined 86 points throughout the both games. The, t- the first two games, they combined 86 points. I mean, this is a tougher San Francisco defense, but if you, we haven't learned anything from this Kansas City offense, they read defenses like it's a children's book. So, I'm confident that this Kansas City Chiefs offense will explode. But if not, either way, San Francisco wins, Kansas City wins, I'm going to be happy. That's what I like about the Super Bowl is I'm not picky about who wins. I'm just predicting who wins as a sports analyst. So, we'll see. I'm excited to watch the game on Sunday. I'll be in Miami for it, but I won't be at the game. At least I'll be in warmer weather. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to take you guys to a break, but when I come back... Uh, maybe a little bit of hockey, maybe a little bit of basketball. I do want to talk some DePaul basketball, so I might get into that. I mean, literally the format today, like I expected, is totally botched, like t- completely botched. Like I, I, the next forty minutes is probably going to be up in the air. I definitely want to talk some UFC. Definitely want, like I just said, maybe some DePaul basketball. Um, a little bit of hockey. The All Star game was okay. I didn't pay attention to it one bit. Maybe the All Star. Game competition, Patrick Kane highlighted some of it, so I was happy about that. Yeah, I'll get into some conversation when we come back. It's just some sort. Uh, thank you for sticking with me right here on Radio DePaul Sports, Money Mass Sports Talk. Be back in just a bit. Stay tuned. Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! 
trying to get open, fires away. Live from downtown Chicago, you listen to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Max Struess curling right side, drills the jumper. See what Struess does. It looks like he wants to shoot. I was kind of hoping he would pull up there and one. Floater was wet. Struess of loose, curl three. three. Bang. You know it. My goodness. Struess on the other end gets it to fall and one. Now up top, he's got a double team. Now it's just Figueroa on him. Nice oh, move. Quick move. Wow. Out of oh, control. my goodness. Wow, he was out of control. Max he finished off last. That is a new career high for Max Struess. He had 34 earlier this year. He's got 35 now. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. You are currently listening to your Radio DePaul Sports award-winning radio show, Monday Madness Sports Talk. Awarded for best use of social media and nominated for best overall show. Always online with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Streaming from Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome back to Monday Man of Sports Talk. It's your host, Noah Festenstein. About 35 minutes or so left on the broadcast today. Um, of course, a focus on the tragedy that was yesterday and Kobe Bryant's sudden and shocking death alongside uh, his daughter Gianna and seven others. Um, in a helicopter crash in Calabasa, California, just 30 miles um, away from Los Angeles. Uh, I still, even though I've talked about it for 53 minutes almost, I still don't know how to put it into the correct phrasing that this has happened. Um, I have literally kept myself from tearing up on this show. I... I was confident that before the show, there's going to be a point where I am going to break. I'm going to, because yesterday what we had to endure as sports fans was one of the hardest things we had to come to terms to. At least I and many others, I think many, many others coming to terms with what happened yesterday was the hardest thing they had to do as sports fans. And I don't blame you for that. Because... It was a hard day yesterday, a very hard day, and it's still going to be hard days to come, especially when people come to a realization, and I know some people might still be in denial about it, some people are still just in shock, paralyzed shock, understandably so. It's a life lesson. A life lesson that everyone should take and put it into their back pocket. Because every single day you wake up and you reflect on why you're living the life that you live and why you bode every single human being. I don't, even if I don't knew, every single human being has significance in order to live the life that they want to live as long as they need to live it. And when you wake up every single morning 
and you get out of bed, that one motive that gets you out of bed because you want to succeed, you need to get out of bed so you can make yourself the best person you can possibly be. That was Kobe Bryant every single day, waking up at 5.30 in the morning, going to the court, practicing, shooting hoops, when he didn't need to have to do that. Has inspired so many people. In that regard, in the regard of working hard and sticking with your passion and believing in yourself and letting other people believe in you and letting other people help you become a better person. And there is where I say, whenever, I don't care how you feel about a specific person in your life and you, and you love them and that person boasts a, speci- a, a, a specific, significant reason as to why they are a part of your life, give them a hug. Tell them that you love them. Because before you know it, you might not have that chance ever again. That's a massive lesson we learned. Not learned, but were reminded of in yesterday's tragedy. I... You know, I, I texted my dad. My dad, my dad was one of the people who texted me yesterday after it all happened, and I was told by the customer at the deli that I was working at that this this all happened. I was in complete denial that this is actually true because of you know everything that's happening in social media nowadays and fake news and all that you know crap. I was about to say a bad word. <laughs> um, my dad texted me and. All I could think about was just calling him and telling him that I love him. That I, I mean, that's all I could think about because, you know, he left with my, I went home yesterday. I was at home. I go home every weekend for work. Um, you know, I was waiting at home. He left with his sister. And all I could think about is just making sure that they're coming back safely. You know, my dad and my sister going out for just a simple cup of coffee. But then coming back safely is all I could think about. You know, and the tragedy, because of the tragedies, making, (sighs) it's a tough day, not just yesterday, today, you know, coming to terms with it on my radio show happening, you know, I I feel like I've taken on a massive responsibility being the first show of the week here on Radio Paul Sports to uh, portray my thoughts on this. Um, I'm very honored that I get the opportunity to do it. But I really wish it was under better circumstances. Like, I really wish that the, the format I made before I got off a break at 1 o'clock yesterday is still the format that you're, you would have listened to right now. It's 12 o'clock. I'm about, I would have done my uh, MMST lunch break hour, but no. This is a significant time of grief and mourning over a sports icon that not just I looked up to as an athlete at the time that he was going through greatness, but everyone, professional sports athletes that looked up to him as kids and say that if it wasn't for Kobe, they wouldn't be in the position that they are today. That's how significant this this tragedy is because of how many lives Kobe has touched. You look at the game Russell Westbrook plays, Damian Lillard, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, everyone. They all have a hint 
of what Kobe influenced within their shot, their game, their dribble, their mentality, their willingness to win and work and put in the effort needed to succeed was all an influence from what they have said of Kobe Bryant. That's the significance. It's currently 12 o'clock right now. So I want to remind you guys, you are listening to Monday Man Sports Talk with your host, Noah Festusine, right here on Radio DePaul Sports, student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Uh, continuing talking about uh, Kobe Bryant, I, I really don't know how to stop talking about it. I've, the only thing I talk about besides that is the Super Bowl and baseball. Um, I don't know how to talk about anything else. I don't. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I, I mean... I really do want to thank um, James Jefferson, former co-host of Money Mass Barstock, to help me. I don't really know how I would have gone through this show, at least alone. That's why I'm opening up the opportunity for people to call me. Um, at this point, though, at 12 o'clock, um, if you really feel like you need to call and call in, uh, I'd recommend texting me. If you don't have my number or info, contact info, please contact my phone, um, my Instagram, actually. At nfesti97. That's at nfestie97. Uh, message me on Instagram. I'm paying attention to my phone. My ringer's on, so if you text me or that's, I'll notice it. Um, and uh, you can call in and share your thoughts on Kobe and uh, emotionally express yourself any way you want to, or that just that's you know keep on listening. Um, I. From my, I, I've taken this from the perspective of everyone else who was um, inspired by Kobe, but I want to talk about how I was. You know, I'm not a basketball player. I, I'm not. I, I actually basketball is the one sport I really suck at. Like no joke. I I can't make a three pointer for my life sometimes, and it's embarrassing. Like if I, I mean, my fellows here at Raider Paul Sports knows based on my intramural play that I'm really bad. So, and I regret doing that. So I'm not going to do that anymore. No more intramural basketball for me. That's just not, that's, you know, my, my skill set for intramural basketball should not be put up on the court, especially representing Ray Paul sports. Cause that, you know, I'm sorry for everybody who has seen my basketball skills are just that bad. Um, but regardless, the point, uh, is that even as an athlete of myself, that I was, that I, I consider myself still am, was inspired by the way Kobe Bryant played, treated other people, and the mentality, the Mamba mentality of going above and beyond in everything that you do. Because if you go above and beyond in everything that you want to do and everything that you're passionate about, you're going to find a hint of success and that hint of success is only going to lead into more success and that's what Kobe Bryant found himself as an athlete as an influencer and as an inspiration to many people and to myself I want to I, I, I can't express anymore how much I looked up to him as an athlete I watch basketball. I mean, first of all, especially of late, you know, being a live commentator for DePaul basketball and everything, I've been getting so attached to the basketball. I don't think I've ever been attached to basketball any more than I have 
right now in my life. Hands down. Uh, I mean, and the fact that this has happened right now only makes me feel closer to the sport. Makes me feel closer to the sport that I've never thought that I'd be so close with in my life. Um, and I, I, was, I, was, I grew up as a wrestler, a baseball player, a soccer player at one point. Now I'm a dodgeball player. I'm on the dodgeball team. Regardless of the sport, Kobe Bryant has influenced. I'm going to say it time and time again. There's a reason why we talk about Kobe Bryant. Not as a Los Angeles Laker, but as an athlete and as a human being. This is a very hard time. It's going to be a very hard week. It's going to be a very hard year, even decade for that matter, to get over this loss. And I cannot express any more condolences to the families that were affected in yesterday's tragedy. Uh, I will continue the show uh, with some more thoughts on the situation. And more, uh, I want to talk about the UFC fights that were on Saturday. Um, so yeah, we'll get to that and more coming up right now, right here on Money Man Sports Talk with your host, Noah Festenstein. Be on in a bit. Stay tuned. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over, until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You are currently listening to your Radio DePaul Sports award-winning radio show, Monday Madness Sports Talk. Awarded for best use of social media and nominated for best overall show. Always online with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Streaming from Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome back to Monday Mass Sports Talk. It's your host, Noah Festenstein. Uh, I'll talk, talk UFC right now quick. Um, as I was, if anyone follows me on social media, you know on a fight night, I'm going to go off. I'm going off, especially with fighters that I'm really passionate about. And there were actually two fighters on Saturday night that fought in an ESPN Plus uh, event for Fight Night 166. It was a heavyweight main event between Junior Dos Santos, former heavyweight champion, and Chicago's very own Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades went to Harper College, which is, of course, my transfer school that I came from. 
And Harper College has a really good wrestling program. A fantastic, like, I was actually thinking, you know, a- after my wrestling career ended at uh, Buffalo Grove, you know, my senior year ended, and I was like, hmm, you know, I think I should move on from my athletic um, endeavors and go into something else, of course, my career, and think about what I want to do in my career. And, of course, now here I am doing radio. Um, and Curtis Blades is one of my favorite fighters right now, if not top three, top three. 100%, considering um, he is vying for, at least wanting to vie for, the well, uh, the heavyweight title shot. Um, I think he deserves it if he can get one more win. I think he should fight Daniel Cormier. I think Curtis Blades and Daniel Cormier would be a fantastic fight. That's a wrestling match times one million. And one of what's funny about that is the guy who interviewed Curtis Blades after um, Curtis Blades won the match, the guy, of course, the commentator on ESPN in the night was Daniel Cormier himself, who came up into the octagon and greeted Curtis Blades and said, congratulations, Curtis. You, I mean, you just beat the former champion, Junior Dos Santos. I was actually finishing the point that Curtis Blades is actually a product of Harper College Wrestling, and he is the... NCJ uh, National Junior College Athletic Association NJCAA National Champion for Wrestling at Heavyweight. And usually you'll find NCAA, NCAA um, wrestlers into the UFC, at least retired NCAA wrestlers, I think to the liking of Ben Askren. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. But regardless, there's a lot of MMA fighters who have come from NCAA wrestling. And, uh, and you don't hear a lot of fighters come from NJCAA wrestling or NJCAA anything for that matter. You don't hear a lot of professional athletes come from there, but Curtis Blades, he's top three right now in the world for uh, for heavyweight. And in heavyweight, it's very rare to find a, a heavyweight fighter that can wrestle really well. And Curtis Blades can wrestle pretty darn well. However, the best wrestling defenseman is that of Junior Dos Santos in the heavyweight main event. You saw Junior, if you were watching the event, he was, I mean, he he was really well defending uh, Curtis Blades uh, on the feet in terms of Curtis Blades was trying to set up a shot. He was trying to get into the legs, trying to get in for a takedown because he, he, Curtis Blades knew if he, if he can take Junior Dos Santos to the ground, heavy ground and pound action, utilize the wrestling, he was going to win that fight. But what really impressed me about Curtis Blades was he was able to win this fight on his feet. He didn't need to use the wrestling. He proved himself that he's not just effective via wrestling, but he's effective with his boxing and with his stand-up, 100%. Um, very happy to see this fight happen. I mean, there was one time where Junior Dos Santos threw a massive uppercut, a massive. He, he, it was so massive that Junior wasn't even, uh, like, he, he didn't even aim his throw. He just threw it. And if that throw landed on Curtis Blades, I'm pretty sure his head would have been into the t- uh, would have been in the upper level uh, nosebleed seats, hands down. I mean that uppercut was almost devastating, but it missed. It was a swing and a miss, and Curtis Blades took over. Uh, from there, a very very good fight for him. Um, and I think Francis Ngannou and Jarzino Rosenstrike is gonna fight next. That's the next big heavyweight fight. That's a, a fight night main event. Uh, I'm sure. I'm trying to figure out when that is. Um, I think that's a 170, if I'm correct. No, maybe so. I don't know. Um, regardless, I know those two are getting together in a, in a, in a brawl. I mean, you got two massive, 
massive fighters that can throw probably the biggest, uh, I mean, probably the heaviest strikers in the heavyweight division are clashing in this fight between Jarzino Rosenstrike and Francis Ngannou. So the reason why I'm mentioning that fight is I think that bodes heavy implication on where Curtis Blades fighting next. I personally think he should fight Daniel Cormier. That's a great wrestling matchup at heavyweight. And if Curtis Blades wins that, um, I mean, hey, just like the welterweight division, in which I'm about to mention quick, um, it's very, very crowded. And it's hard, especially for Dana White, who is responsible for creating these fights. Uh, it's going to be very hard for him to figure out who deserves to get to the title shot level um, and face Stipe Miocic for the title shot. And Stipe Miocic is sitting by. He's doing fighter fighter stuff. He's doing community work in Cleveland. He just won the Cleveland Sports Athlete of the Year. Uh, he's sitting back, relaxing, waiting for that next contender to show up. It's definitely not going to be Daniel Cormier because he had a shot. He had a shot twice. He did win once at one of those shots, but the, the second time, Stipe caught up to him, and deservedly so. Stipe is now the heavyweight champion. Um, and then you got Francis Ngannou, you know, up there. I think depending on this... Uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike and Francis Ngannou fight. Depending on this, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be very decisive on what happens next, especially for Curtis Blades. All right, so welterweight. Um, if anyone doesn't notice by now, I posted on my social media. I am starting a blog specifically for the welterweight division. Um, it is called the Welterweigh In. Um, uh, it's actually basically, I mean, yes, it is for my sports blogging class. However. Uh, I do want to do this blog religiously, even outside of the assigned tasks that I'm supposed to do for sports blogging, because I love this blog. I love blog. I love talking about UFC and the implications of each fight, because each fight means something um, for the future. Because that's the point of having bouts. Is you know, depending on who wins the bout, it's gonna define on where they go next. Uh, and like I was saying about the heavyweight class being so crowded, look at this welterweight class, man. The top 10 fighters are worthy. I mean, we just saw a new fighter in Michael Ch uh, Chessa against Rafael Dos Anjos, a former welterweight champion, get beat pretty emphatically, if you may say, by decision by Michael Chiesa. Chiesa had, what, seven minutes of control time on top? A lot of control time. And it was really impressive to say, and I think that that's just another name added to a very congested welterweight division. And very congested is an understatement. Because this welterweight class is probably the best class in the entire UFC by a long shot. So I'm looking forward to that. Now the next ESPN event, not, not ESPN, but the next big event, which will actually be broadcasted on ESPN in terms of the prelim cards, is UFC 247. Uh, I definitely know I'm going to have my friend Carlos Liquid Terminator Rodriguez calling for this one because he's very, very passionate about um, John Jones losing, who he will be facing the undefeated Dominic Reyes in the light heavyweight main event, if you may say the championship. Hey, Dominic Reyes has the chance of a, his professional career to beat John Jones, and uh, if he puts that mentality to to work and use that in his training and his training camp, 
I think he has a chance against John Jones. I think. I think he does. I think out of Anthony Smith and, um, gosh, I keep blanking on his name. There's two fighters that fought John Jones. In terms of those two fighters, out of those two fighters, I think Dominic Reyes, the third fighter now in the mix to face up against John Jones. Also, I, I have to include Daniel Cormier. I think Dominic Reyes has the best chance. The way that he fights, the way he presents himself in the octagon, the way he actually, um, he literally forces control for himself in the octagon. He literally does that, and it's rather impressive. So, yeah, uh, that's UFC for you in a nutshell. That's the next big main event. Also, you got the Women's Flyweight Championship between Valentina Shevchenko and Caitlin Cokehagen. That's going to be a great fight there. And then you got another couple great fights in that card. It's going to be Derek Lewis and Yalir Latifi. Um, you got Misrad Betzkic. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Uh, Dan Ige, Juan Adams, and Justin Taffa to top it off there uh, in the um, pay-per-view card that will be on Saturday, February 8th. That's at the Toyota Center in Houston. So, yeah, that is that. For UFC, um, I will be ending the show with uh, final thoughts um, on yesterday's tragic events and go from there. This is Money Mass Sports Talk with your host, Noah Festesine, right here on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Hey, it's Dibs, your favorite demon in a blue suit. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demon. Campbell to Stonewall. Stonewall driving to the rim, goes up, gets it to fall, and one. Oh, Max Drews brings down the house. Radio DePaul Sports, your home for Blue Demon basketball. You are currently listening to your Radio DePaul Sports award-winning radio show, Monday Madness Sports Talk. Awarded for best use of social media and nominated for best overall show. Always online with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Streaming from Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome back. You just heard it right there, right then. I don't have to repeat myself, but you know that this is the voice of Noah Festenstein reflecting on the life and legacy of legend basketball star Kobe Bryant, who yesterday, alongside with his 13-year-old daughter Gianna Gigi and seven others, lost their lives in a very horrific helicopter accident in Calabasa, California. It's 30 minutes out of Los Angeles. Uh, I'm here to talk about it. 
uh, just nearly almost 24 hours after the incident. Um, I'm still in shock. I'm still speechless. I don't know how I'm talking on the radio right now, but I'm speechless. I don't know how to react to the situation. I've reacted to this to these kinds of situations before with Jose Fernandez, Tyler Skaggs, Kobe Bryant. You know, there's no comparing in in these because every single life has a significance of their own, and they bode so great significance to family members, fans, teammates, and people who surround themselves with that person. And to suddenly have that being stripped away, it's, I mean, heartbreaking is an understatement. You know, you, uh, my first response is, I'm shocked. This is, this is true? Now, I've spent basically more than an hour on this topic today. Obviously didn't expect to, and you can't prepare for it. But there comes a time in everyone's lives, something to this nature happens, and it's hard to accept it. And sometimes you can't accept it. You can't accept what's coming to you in life. But at the end of the day, you still have yourself. And the reason you are yourself, and the reason why you are the way you are is because you're influenced by the things that are around you. And, you know, we we reflect on the life of Kobe and how he himself, as an athlete, as a human being, has influenced us as fans, sports lovers. It's incomparable. No one can do what Kobe Bryant did. No one will ever do what Kobe Bryant did and will ever match the life, the legacy of Kobe Bryant. No one. No doubt in my mind. And I said it already, you know, there's hints of influencing, there's hints of of things that certain basketball players do in, in their game today that reflect what Kobe Bryant did. And that's, I feel like, how Kobe Bryant is going to live on his legacy is through how other people, how other pay- players are going to be playing. Because they reflect the essence of Kobe. Every single time you make a shot in a trash bin with a wad of paper, you yell Kobe. Every single time you take a long-range three or a, a shot you didn't think you are going to make, and you yell Kobe, that ball is going in because that's the essence of Kobe Bryant. There's a reason why we say that. And it's still going to be there, even beyond the life of Kobe Bryant. I think we all understand here, especially as I speak on behalf of everyone here, Rated to Paul Sports, that it's a very, very hard time and a hard thing to react to because you're going to find a lot of personalities during the week here on Rated to Paul Sports that are extremely passionate about Kobe Bryant and 
how he inspired. You're going to hear different perspectives. You're going to hear different reactions and emotions from sports fans that really, even if they're not fans of Lakers, but have really took, you know, that we understand the significance of what an athlete has done and the significance of life. You're going to hear that from a, an array of personalities this week and for a very long time on Radio DePaul Sports. Um, and I'm here just to start it off. You know, I, I'm, I'm quite honored that I get the chance to be able to share my thoughts initially right after it has happened. Um, it is a very, very hard time. And I cannot imagine. I can't even think about it because I'm getting emotional about the family, the families that are affected. It's something that humanity doesn't deserve, especially at this time. So there I say, you know, as I've been, you know, expressing my uh, words here on the show today, um, that there's motivation in every, in the wake of darkness, there's always going to be some sort of light. And we, as sports fans, as human beings, should be inspired, should be influenced, and should be thankful that we were given the life of Kobe Bryant. And even just as well as that, the important lives that surround us to this day. So there I say, hug your mother, hug your friends, hug your family, hug your father. Tell them that you love them. Because you never know what the next day is going to bring. Every single time I get off the phone or I leave my house, I always say I love you. Because if those are going to be the last words I say to them, well, gosh darn, I want those to be the last words because I love my family. I love who I surround myself with. I love my friends, people who I talk to on a daily basis, who I have the, uh, the honor to be with and uh, the greats. Um, you know, the great times I get to spend with people that I love, I will keep reminding those people that I love them. Because no one, no one knows how much time we all have left on this planet. No one. So each and every day, when you wake up, get out of bed, try not to sleep in and say, hey, I'm going to do something today. I'm going to be a... I don't even know how to put this in words. Um, you know, it's the, mamba, it's the mamba mentality, man. You know, it's it's coming to fruition here as I'm concluding the show is that this is the case. Um, but the mamba mentality is simply this. Is that you wake up every single morning. You get out of bed. You force yourself out of bed because you know 
that what you bring to the day, to that day and the days moving forward is going to help not just yourself, but the people that you are close with around you a difference. It's going to make that difference. And, you know, you, 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 mo- you move forward and you thank yourself for being a part of someone else's lives and you thank others for them being a part of yours. Thank you to all who have uh, listened to me throughout this emotional show today. Um, it's an emotional time, um, not just for sports fans, for just the world itself. Um, as a tragedy that was yesterday, um, ending the lives of nine innocent people um, is something that no one ever wants to talk about or be a part of. But live your lives to the best of your abilities and to the fullest capabilities and embrace every single moment that you have. Because this is how you are currently... That, that, that's not because. I accidentally literally pressed the space bar and I said that. I'm sorry. Uh, that was... <laughs> um, I literally ruined the special moment, but that's fine. Um, but... Remember why you are who you are and why you want to be the person you want to become. Because if you embrace that last every moment and put a smile to your face every single time you walk out your front door and you're satisfied with what you can do, if you're not, do something. Because this life's short. And you don't want to waste any minute of any minute of it. You've listened to the 159th edition of Money Mass Sports Talk. Um, next week, next Monday, I will not be on the air. I will be out of town, um, but I hopefully should uh, postpone the show um, for that Wednesday, like I did last week. So you're not going to hear my voice for Sports Talk. Not even for Action Heights this week. And Wednesday from 4:30 to 5, uh, Ben Utrecht will be probably on for that segment alone. Um, so tune into that. Um, tune into all the other great shows that are here at Radio DePaul Sports. Uh, you can do so by visiting RadioDePaulSports.com or download that Radio DePaul app. It's everything you need to listen to your favorite college radio station. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Um, and it's been quite the responsibility for me today to be on um, Money Mass Sports Talk to start off the week in a very uh, devastating week. It will be in mourning the loss of a sports icon and many others. Thank you for joining me today, and I will see you when I see you. This has been my Money Mass Sports Talk. Noah Festestine, until next time.